I'm Chris Coons, U.S. Senator from Delaware, and you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast with Matt O'Donnell. This podcast is titled The Fear of Failure and Its Unexpected Byproduct, Success. We speak to a local politician, Democrat Chris Coons, about how he went from being an extreme underdog to the junior senator of Delaware. Our discussion is not about politics per se. It's more about looking at what seems to be sure defeat, staring back, and defying expectations. As you will find out with this podcast, you just never know what's going to happen in the future. So you might as well give it a shot, right? Senator Chris Coons on the Travel Mug Podcast. Here we go. It's exciting to be on with you, Matt. I'm glad you're doing this podcast, and I look forward to your questions. Well, that makes two of us. (laughs) All right, 2010 special election to replace Ted Kaufman as the U.S. Senator from Delaware. Kaufman, as you know, was appointed to the seat after Joe Biden resigned to run for vice president. Kaufman agreed not to run for the next election, so here we go. You are the Newcastle County Executive you were an extreme underdog as one of the likely Democratic candidates. Why were you such an underdog? Uh, well, everybody in Washington and a lot of folks uh, in Delaware assumed that Mike Castle would cruise to election uh, because he was so well-liked and so well-known. Um, governor Castle, Congressman Castle, uh, had been, I think, a two-term governor, nine-term congressman. Uh, he'd been elected for decades. Uh, and Uh, Mike Castle is a a smart, a reasonable, capable guy. He was very much a centrist Republican. Uh, In fact, he'd drawn uh, President Bush's first veto. Uh, And he was someone who uh, had a lot of money in the bank, uh, had served in Washington a long time. Um, Lots of folks assumed that he would simply automatically be elected in the fall. Did you, before the primary took place, have an undue fear of losing? I don't know if it was an undue fear of losing. Uh, I think I had a clear-eyed assessment uh, of my chances. Um, When uh, my wife and I got a completely unexpected call, uh, first from Bo Biden and then uh, from other folks in the Democratic Party, uh, urging me to run, um, you know, it was relatively late in the cycle. It was the end of January uh, of election year. Uh, Most folks who are going to try and uh, take on a race for the United States Senate uh, start years earlier Um, I happened to still have some campaign organization from my 2008 uh, election, but nothing like what I would need to run for the Senate and run statewide. Um, As my wife and I sat down and sort of assessed whether this was a good idea or not, I said to her, honestly, what should happen is I start 30 points down. I work tirelessly, go up and down the state, run a respectful, positive race, and I surprise everyone by losing by only five points. And she looked at me and she said, what do you think is going to happen? I said, I'm going to win. I know I'm going to win, but that is not rational. <laughs> and, and That's easy to say now, but you are telling me truly that you thought you were going to win before the rest of the story plays out. I really – I thought I had a better chance than anyone else saw, um, partly because I had represented two-thirds of the state population for 10 years. Uh, I'd made some very hard decisions as county executive. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I'd hit my stride and – um, shown that I could make hard decisions well and, and lead a local government well. Uh, and I frankly thought uh, that the Republican Party was changing and had changed in ways uh, that Congressman Castle was struggling uh, to adapt to. Um, I'll remind you, you know, both Mike Castle and I were on the ticket in 2008. So I had had the chance uh, to be on the campaign trail, to see how he handled himself, to see 
uh, his engagement. And when he made his announcement uh, that he was running for the Senate, his core argument was, um, I deserve the triple crown. You know, I need to be a governor and congressman and senator, and I will only serve four years. That's not a really compelling argument. Um, I like Mike Castle. He's someone I admire. Um, I, I believe I ran a respectful and positive campaign uh, in the nine months that we were um, opponents, um, but I just didn't think that he had uh, the message or the energy um, to be the successful candidate in the fall. Very few people believed I could win, um, but I did think I had a shot. Fast forward September 14th, 2010, and you find out Congressman Mike Castle will not be your opponent. Political newcomer Christine O'Donnell upsets him in the Republican primary. Who was more surprised, you or Congressman Castle? I don't know uh, who was more surprised. Uh, I, I remember the day well. I was in jury duty. Um, so I was of all places. <laughs> yeah, so I was sequestered all morning, so I didn't have my okay. cell phone. Uh, and when I got out of jury duty mid-afternoon, I, I had a whole series of really surprising uh, texts and phone calls, and uh, it was clear something was going on. Um, and in the early evening when the results were first announced, I turned to my wife and I said, isn't this terrible? And she said, what do you mean? I said, this is this. I mean, can you believe it? And like Mike Castle, like, you know, for him to lose the primary. I mean, this is such a unexpected, you know, it's a bad thing, right? I mean, you know, he's a great guy, you know, and she looks at me and she goes, you, you know, you just um, won. you're probably <laughs> going to win now. I went, oh, right, there's that, you know, but my, um, you know, I'm somewhat joking, but I, I mean, seriously, my gut reaction to hearing the news was, you know, this was not um, how I expected Mike Castle's public career to end. Um, and in the next year, I was a, a co-chair or a, a you know, vocal supporter of several different – we had a whole series of events up and down the state to thank Mike Castle and to honor him for his decades uh, of decent and honorable and committed public service. He's a very good man. Um, my, the campaign changed uh, significantly the next day. Well, let me, let me ask you to get to that point. You go from sacrificial lamb to favorite in a matter of hours – what, is it, what did that teach you about politics? Um, well, first, you know, since I didn't believe I was a sacrificial lamb, I also didn't believe I was a favorite. So um, I thought um, the next day um, that if I took it for granted, um, that I acted as if, oh, well, now I've got this in the bag, I would lose. And um, looking back on it, it's hard perhaps to have this perspective. But, you know, Christine O'Donnell was greeted, celebrated as a giant killer. And in the Republican Party, where this was the year of the Tea Party wave, um, Sean Hannity put her on TV for almost 24 hours. Um, I forget if it was the next day or two days afterwards. She raised a million dollars in a day. I hadn't raised a million dollars so far, you know, in nine months. And so um, the, those next couple of weeks were pretty scary. Because you didn't take her for granted. Basically. I did not take her for granted at all. And um, it was about 10 days, I think, after the primary that uh, Wolf Blitzer – uh, and Nancy Karabjanian hosted a nationally broadcast uh, debate on CNN. <laughs> and uh, my wife, excuse me, uh, Joe Biden and my mother gave me the same advice. Uh, my mother had been head of HR for a company. Um, Joe Biden debated Christine O'Donnell and um, uh, Sarah Palin different times, had debated Sarah Palin for the vice presidency. They both gave me the same advice. You don't win by saying how either, you know, um, unusual or non-traditional your opponent is, um, treat it like a job interview, respect the voters, tell them what you're going to do, lay out a positive agenda. Here's how you're going to strengthen Delaware. Here's how you're going to, you know, help create better jobs. Here's how you're going to respond to people's needs. 
Um, and I, I think that's very sound advice. Um, if you spend your time just pointing to your opponent's weaknesses and not making a positive case, that doesn't go over well in Delaware. To sum things up, play your game, not theirs. That's right. Senator Coons, thanks for joining us on the Travel Mug Podcast. Thank you. Great to be on. Thanks to Senator Chris Coons for his time. We recorded the podcast as we awaited a taping of Inside Story on 6ABC, of which I am a periodic host. Until next time, I'm Matt O'Donnell. Travel Mug, over and out.